Let us pray. Lord God, we pray that you would open our minds and our hearts to your word this morning, that you would still any voice but your own, that we might hear that word and apply it in our lives. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Our lectionary reading for this morning comes from the Acts of the Apostles in chapter 2, beginning at verse 42. Listen for the word of God. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Awe came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who are being saved. The word of the Lord, thanks be to God. Resurrection community, what is that? We receive a preview in this reading from Acts I would describe it as an experience that adds strength and hope to your life and enables you to see Christ transforming a situation some might see as ordinary or even tragic. But for you, it is extraordinary and life-giving. It is powerful. It gives you confirmation that the Holy Spirit is an abiding force in your existence. Can you recall such a time in your own faith experience? This morning we will look at this kind of community as it was described in the book of Acts and also consider resurrection community in our present reality. The story of the early church takes place during a period of great disruption and confusion. We are also living in a time of disruption and confusion. Our context is different, of course. The early church was dealing with an occupying foreign power, the Roman Empire. Resistance and revolts were met with destruction of property, and terrible violence against the people. We have an occupying virus for which humanity has no immunity, spreading across the world. The early Jewish Christians witnessed the destruction of Jerusalem and its temple, the center of Jewish religious and cultural life. Their economy was in turmoil we are witnessing radical changes to our religious and economic life as we keep apart to reduce the rate of infection and save lives. And we worry. Some worry about prolonged isolation. 
We all worry about loss of income. Young and old alike worry about a very uncertain future. The early Christians worried. How could they survive the violence and dislocation around them? A roadmap was needed to stay on the right path for them in their time and for us in this present time. Such a roadmap is found in Acts 2, verse 42, that we just read. It is a product of the Holy Spirit at work in their life together. Listen to this verse again. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. These four elements appear critical. What does devotion to the apostles' teaching in their time and to scripture in our time accomplish? Both sources provide clarity about reality with God at the center. Each reinforces our trust in God, who we are reminded in the 23rd Psalm, pursues us with goodness and mercy and leads us in right paths. Devotion to the apostles' teaching enabled the early Christians to comprehend their identity as children of God. They were no longer defined by the culture or circumstances in which they lived. The result was fellowship, which is translated from the Greek koinonia, involving sharing and mutual trust. And Becky has talked a little bit about what this sharing involved. The early church was also steadfast in the breaking of bread. Later in the passage, we read that the believers, and I quote, broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, unquote. It could also be translated that they broke bread from house to house. There is unmistakably a mutual sharing of food. Whether this included a communion liturgy is less important than the fact that sharing food was an expression of being in community. We have all experienced community around a table for a meal. And there were prayers, giving thanks to God for God's goodness, talking to God about worries and fears, seeking God's leading about how best to serve God by caring for others. The prayers further built community by keeping God at the center. It is harder to be self-centered when prayers keep the community focused on what God has done and is doing. These four elements, devotion to teaching, fellowship, the breaking of bread and the prayers, were a sign of resurrection community. Inspired by the Holy Spirit, sent by God and the risen Christ. Let me describe an experience that I had in more recent times of resurrection community. I'd come to know a woman with whom I served on the National Presbyterians for Disability Concerns Committee. 
She had a daughter, I'll call her Evelyn, not her real name, who had verbal apraxia and motor dyspraxia. In other words, she was awkward, imprecise, and clumsy in all her movements, and she could not speak. On one occasion, my wife Sarah and I traveled to a conference organized by Presbyterians, Presbyterian Association of Musicians, also attended by Evelyn and her mother. During the week, I was invited by some others to observe how Evelyn communicated. She had learned to do this by having her mother's hand guide hers on a computer keyboard to generate words on the computer screen. This has been called facilitated communication, and some researchers deny its validity. They believe that the guiding hand, in this case the mother's, actually selects the letters and not the child. Evelyn's mother, however, had no doubt that her daughter was in control and communicating her own thoughts. As I observed the process, I wasn't sure. Could Evelyn really communicate, or did her mother simply type what she thought her daughter wanted to say? Shortly after that, we were all attending one of the worship services held at this meeting. When it came time for communion, we were invited to come forward down the center aisle to receive the bread and dip it into the cup at the top of the chancel stairs. When I got out into the aisle, I realized that Evelyn was immediately in front of me. She walked awkwardly holding her mother's hand. When she reached the chancel steps, she looked back and extended her hand to me. Together we climbed the steps and received communion. <clears throat> there was no question in my mind that Evelyn was guiding me, even as we were mutually supporting each other. In that moment, I was certain I was in the presence of Christ, Christ in her beckoning the Christ in me. Together, we could trust the reality of resurrection community, Christ and us together, to provide strength for our weakness. And I would never again see computer-assisted communication that I had witnessed earlier in the same way. The thing about resurrection community, a recurrent theme in Acts, is that it comes out of suffering and vulnerability. A community that has all the answers about surviving in traumatic times doesn't need God. However, God enters a needy community that looks to God. When our societal foundations are shaking, making us vulnerable in ways we had not imagined. We either fall into despair or we discover a power beyond ourselves that gives us meaning. I experienced that community with Evelyn, her mother and other conference attendees. Consider those times when you have had such an experience.
I believe you have felt at those times that you were known, that you were claimed, that you were called into service. The COVID-19 pandemic has increased awareness of the needs around us. It has heightened awareness of the vulnerabilities that we share. It threatens community and we look to God through scripture and prayer to discover where God is leading us. Recall that these two of the four critical elements in the life of the early church. I find it very significant that several new groups at Third Church are now gathering virtually to study the Acts of the Apostles. The Sunday morning Bible study, Living in the Word, is gaining participants. There are now two virtual meetings for prayer on Tuesday mornings and Thursday afternoons. But what about the other two critical elements, fellowship and the breaking of bread together? In response to this new reality of being a part, our elders, deacons, and others reach out every day to members of our faith community to reassure them that they are not forgotten. In remembering these persons, we remember the community and build it up anew. I say re-member because forgotten or weak connections are reanimated. There are people joining us in online worship with whom we had lost contact. Prayer requests are coming in that would not have been received during in-person worship. The fellowship arising from this reanimation of our community has taken on new expressions. The session, our deacons and many other groups at Third are meeting together virtually to support each other and share concerns. Indeed, the men's group and the church ladies group are meeting more frequently now than before pandemic restrictions. Choir members meet virtually with Peter each Wednesday evening, not for singing, but for mutual support. Becky does FaceTime with children. Becca reaches out to our youth who consider ways to reach out to older members in our congregation. There are virtual meetings with commissioning class members. The Third Church building is closed, but Third Church is alive and well. This remembering is a manifestation of resurrection community. In the final verse of today's lesson, verse 47, it says, And day by day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. To be saved is indeed to be connected to the body of Christ, recognized for who you are, a child of God. We've talked about three elements of resurrection community, studying the word, fellowship, and prayers. One more remains, the breaking of bread. The first request to God in the Lord's Prayer is give us this day our daily bread. Bread is symbolic of all received from God 
to sustain us in this life. The breaking of bread is a gesture of sharing, but more poignant, it is symbolic of the self-sacrifice of our Lord Jesus, who shared his life with us and drew us into the household of God. In a few minutes, we will break bread together, sharing bread and juice in communion with our Lord Jesus Christ. Like the early church, as described in Acts 2.46, we will break bread in our homes and eat this sacred meal with glad and generous hearts. We are apart, but connected virtually and remembered in resurrection community. As I experienced with Evelyn during communion, may you experience the presence of Christ binding each of us to Christ and to each other to the glory of God. In this resurrection community with Christ, may we find vision and strength to be agents of God's grace peace and love for all those around us. Amen.